welcome to I love that a bachelor podcast because the unexamined life is not worth living I'm uh, Zach one of your resident doctors of brainology I'm Wade the other doctor of brainology uh, you getting those letters that they're they're thinking of revoking our licenses no I, I don't use that address anymore okay good for you yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing it away <laughs> didn't get it. Yep, not till the season's yeah. over. Well, I mean, uh, as an aside, though, uh, if anyone out there needs a lobotomy, you can, in fact, uh, send us an email at ilovethatbachelor at gmail.com, and uh, we'll set up a you know, reality TV lobotomification by yours truly. Yeah. I mean, you're watching The Bachelor, so... <laughs> We're already and, getting it. And especially this season, maybe the lobotomy would help you enjoy it more. Yeah, you think so? I, I, I really, I, I'm still really enjoying the season. No, I am too. This, uh, my takeaway from this last one was that this Luke P drama is starting to remind me of what Colton and Tia did to Paradise. Yes. In that I'm just over it. It's like, okay, next, move really, on. Really? Move on, I'm done. Because, all right, I'm just going to scroll through the dudes okay. that are still left, and there are some guys that are getting one line per episode or no attention at all. And I don't, I don't care yeah. if they're not going to win. Yeah. I would rather get I'll... to know losers than hang out with Luke P any longer. Yes. Connor S. has been off the map since his first one-on-one uh, -on -one date. True. De Devin. I still don't know anything about Devin. I know nothing about him. Or uh, Dustin. And Dylan. One line an episode? For real, Dylan is, um... Dylan's uh, closeted. Or Mormon. <gasps> I'm getting vibes That's from him, too. Genius. but And I don't notice respect to, uh gay people or mormons no there's not at all just a vibe about him yeah like, and i know. think that's a fair take I, I i i mean Brittany and i sit there and we're like i don't know if dylan's here for the right reasons yeah. it was only recently <laughs> when he was like uh you know sorry mom that they might have seen my hiney and that's where i got the the mormon vibe because yeah, that was he his said hiney. he was concerned or tushy or whatever mm -hmm. you know he he seems like a real pg guy my God, he's a, Mitt, he's a young Mitt Romney. Hold nothing against him, but uh, yeah, there's something. Yeah. He's got a different energy from the other guys, for sure. In, in defense of Mormons... Um, I love Mormons. I've never met one that wasn't a I lovely person. I have never person. met one that was not like the most down-to-earth, sweetest person. Yeah. They just, you know, have an extra set of testaments. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, um, Grant also yeah. is another one of the guys who's getting... I'm I'm convinced now that Grant's a plant because we haven't seen him do or say anything. I think he mouthed off to Luke P once, yeah, and said some some agreeable throwaway line that everyone else was already on board with. They're so. like, yeah, Grant, yeah, I agree with that one. Like, what's wrong? How, how is he making it? What is he doing in these like group dates that she's keeping him around? And what's he going to do? I just, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like Kevin, I feel like I forgot who he was. I don't remember I don't him having remember a moment. Kevin. Yeah, so there's like, what was that, like five or six guys who yeah. we barely know and we spent... Uh, Luke Luke had a one-on-one -on -one this episode yeah. and we still had to waste so much episode on him. So um, much episode. The I'm thing is, it. it too, is beyond this Luke P nonsense and beyond these five or six guys who are probably cuttable that I would like to know, mm -hmm. the rest of the dudes are super chill and seem pretty cool yeah you know and like i'm i'm happy with their development you know tyler jed peter mike um am i missing another front runner mm. 
Uh, I mean, no, no. I think that was. Yeah, and so those those guys, I think. I mean, they're all great selections, and I think she really likes all of them. Peter's a Peter's a little dorky, <laughs> you know, a sweet little guy. Tyler's too cool for school, and yeah. also like kind of sweet. Mike, so Mike, I, oh, well, okay. Watching this episode, I realized, holy shit, Mike and Peter are in love, and um, Tyler and Jed, um, she's in love with them too more so than mike and peter are in love with her okay yeah i uh, in some of my after episode reading a lot of people seem to get the sense that the mike date was more of a friend situation that they're not they're not sensing chemistry or sparks between mike and hannah no but i think he, mike mike is in love you think so totally that boy can't stop smiling in the way he looks at her mm. is um I, I fear how much his heart is going to get broken. Yeah. he's He seems like a prime candidate for that. I can see that, but I think he's also a prime candidate for next Bachelor. And if he plays this heartbreak right... Uh-huh. True. You know, that, that usually plays well. Uh, they always pull from the pool, so... <sighs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying I think he's being calculated about it, but... No, he, yeah, he's he, priming yeah. himself for that situation, for sure. Oh, ab- absolutely. And I, I think that... Um, Wow, that kind of throws a wrench in my theory that he was going to go to paradise and uh, him and and uh, Taisha? Taisha were going to get together. Yeah, you know, you texted me yeah. that while we were watching the episode, and I, I love that. I love that. They're both gorgeous, positive people. <laughs> I think they deserve each other in the best way. I think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he. You know, if he doesn't make the Bachelor, let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope that can happen. Do they announce that after the Bachelorette? The next Bachelor or no? Is that in Paradise? I think it varies. Okay. I could have sworn a. I don't know. That like maybe maybe Becca got announced at the end of Ari's season. For sure, in the same way Hannah B did. Oh, she got announced at the end of Colton's season. Yeah. In the uh, after the rose. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I guess we can scoot along here. So. The beginning of the episode is the aftermath of the Lucas Luke P Rose Ceremony night. Yes. And uh Poor John Paul Jones. They shafted that fool. He really yeah. He's gonna be a uh you know, Waterworld Fabio guy from uh Becca season. Leo. He's gonna be the Leo of Paradise. You think so? I think they're gonna throw that kid a bone. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just be nice to see him get to I don't know be on the show he was good for a few laughs and side comments but like again like we just we're not getting enough time with these guys and i want time with them Mm -hmm, me too i I would just love to steal most of them for a second Mm -hmm. yeah so uh when you were saying mike seems like he's really in love with hannah Uh uh-huh i was I, i get some of that but also they seem to just be having a really cool drunk date (laughs) <laughs> okay because it like started with whiskey okay. tasting yeah and just consistent drinking and i i personally thought i was hearing a lot of slurring in their talking heads throughout that day they were huh. just progressively getting drunker and that's a wonderful lubricant to get to know somebody or to form yeah. a connection i don't yeah. want that to take away from it but i guess i didn't you see my problem is i watch this show generally really tired mm-hmm <laughs> 
you know, sometimes I have to wait until like nine or ten ish, you know, yeah. and I, I my bedtime is between nine and eleven, and it definitely skews earlier, mm-hmm. and so a lot of things kind of go by me. Unfortunately, I have to read the recaps, and I, I only have feelings that I had in the moment of. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I do the same. I watch it late and kind of, I'm, I'm catching maybe 80% of it, but then revisiting it or reading mm-hmm. articles about it, I get it. And then, and then we come here, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great point, Wade. <laughs> maybe he was just drunk and slurring his words. I don't know. I don't know. It still counts. Yeah. In terms of relationship building, like sure. he's in a good place. He's in a better place than our five cuttables. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Luke takes himself out of the competition and mm. straight up tells Hannah B to be wary of Luke P. Yeah. And uh, then Chris Harrison weirdly walks in and grabs a rose like it was meant for him, like they were only going to cut two people, but instead they mm. cut three. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the, I I couldn't figure the math on it. I I think I I don't know. It was weird. I think maybe they were only gonna have, they were gonna have thirteen going into this episode. Weird. Yeah, my wife speculated that uh, the Lukes were supposed to do a two on two on one. Yeah, because naturally you want to put the two mm-hmm. most adversarial people yeah. together for good television and an awful date. Uh-huh. But that didn't work out, which also lends to why Luke P's date was so awkward. Yes. That whole yes. just sitting on a hillside thing. Like they it didn't... did seem like a two-on-one date. Right. They just sit around and... That's usually what they are, right? Yeah. Like, here's a, here's a scenic uh, yeah. view in the desert or the woods or whatever, and we've set up, like, a picnic blanket, so we're just going to drop you all off and let you, yeah. you know... No, you're right. ...fight over him you're or totally her. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, and so, before we get to that Luke P. date... Um, there's the rose ceremony. They decide we're done staying in the you know contiguous U.S. Mm-hmm. and we're gonna take your ass to Scotland. They get to Scotland and apparently Hannah's been there for maybe about a week. Then the dudes show up and the dudes have no uh, no Hannah B plans and so they all decide to go get a beer. And the reason why I bring this up specifically is because the only man there that I saw that got the correct drink was Jed. Jed got a Guinness. It was very clearly a Guinness, and I thought, all of you fucking monsters, you're in Scotland. Yeah. You might as well be getting, you know, one of those dark beers that taste light. (laughs) Right. No, I I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're like, I didn't know what the guys were drinking, and, you know, wife was like, what do you get there? I'm like, Guinness. She's like, isn't that Irish? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Guinness or scotch. Like, without ice. That's what you get there. A warm Guinness or a warm scotch. You can figure it the fuck out. There's really no other option, and Mm -hmm. those are both fine drinks as well, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and then then, uh, Hannaby shows up, surprises them in full makeup, And uh, then says, we're going to start one of the dates right now. Which I guess in, in retrospect does seem like it's it was kind of a throwaway date. Mm. You know, let's just go walk around Scotland. And um, You mean like they didn't plan no, for it? Well, I think she didn't want a super special one for Mike. Oh. You know, because some of them they do super special shit. Yeah. And Mike's is like, hey, you didn't get any time to prep, but... Let's go walk around Scotland together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you get scenes of Hannah B. smelling an old book. Mm-hmm. 
which is nice, except for the fact that she said, I love the smell of new books, and that was very clearly an old book. Yeah, maybe she's thinking new car smell, like the pungence of that yes. unique scent. Yes, yeah. and that, that, that's, that, everyone, is the kind of uh, doctorate take that you're going to get there. <laughs> that's, some, that's some deep uh, information. Uh, and then Hannah B. goes and picks up an ostrich egg. And listens and to it. And listens to it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's, she's, she's really sweet. I'm rooting for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems sometimes, like, some of the things she does, like the made-up landmarks, is super cute and yeah. super fun. And then... This one, I think, as you said, does kind of come across as a, like a, a friend to date, lubricated with alcohol, because she's just kind of doing saney things mm-hmm. to maybe pass the time or get conversation going. It's interesting you bring this up, because when she met them at the bar, there was that whole, uh, or maybe this was later, at some point she talks to the guys about how, you know, this is a reset. Like It was we, right then at the bar. Okay, like we, you know, let's all think new country, new attitude, mm-hmm. you know, probably hoping to kind of uh, diffuse some Shed. of the tension. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. So I wondered with that, uh, if, if part of her saying, I want to be more of myself and I want to open up to you guys because I haven't been doing that so much, if that was to be the drunken horny Hannah that we're getting to know so well in this episode. Uh-huh. Okay. Which, again, nothing critical to say about that, but she was definitely, yeah. uh, you know, I love having a horny bachelorette. Yeah. It's awesome. That's great. I love that. Oh, but, uh, I love that too. In that sense of not being so, uh, critical of herself to try and be perfect. Yeah. Cause you see how fun that is when, you know, the contestants are doing it. It's, it's not, you don't even get to know the person or have real moments. So mm-hmm. the casual day with Mike, to bring it all back around felt like a little more of a spontaneous we don't need to have some extreme sports or yeah fancy restaurant candlelit thing set up like let's just hang out like people do on a date and i like you know yeah okay so then they go through the date mike ends up getting the rose of course and then uh then there's the group date and everyone but Luke P gets to go on it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they do the Highlander games. Yes. Um, they bring out some fine, what I assume are fake Scotsmen uh, battle reenactors. Sure, guys who wear the Ren Fair costumes. Yeah. And... The fact that they said they were, like, legit re-en- battle reenactors, I thought, mm, they're probably not Scottish then. <laughs> <You know>? Right. <laughs> They're and, from the Royal Shakespeare Company, a little yeah, south of there. <laughs> yeah, the Royal, the Royal Scottish Shakespeare Company. Mm. They got a weird one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they do the Highlander games and they do axe throwing and milk running. And I have, I have one thing to say before we go into that, and mm. it is, how long do you think they let Hannah be practice the axe throwing? Oh, to get it before right? the dude showed up. Yeah. About as long as they let Jed take that hook shot last episode while he was kissing her. Nice. You know, they got to get yeah. their shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so back to the point here. Those two activities aren't actually in the Highlander games. Have you seen a Highlander game? No, I have not. Okay. I just Googled that. And right. 
the only one that I know of from my, uh, you know, I, I used to go to Renaissance fairs, as mm-hmm. most doctors do. <laughs> and uh, the one thing that I'm familiar with is a thing called a caber toss. Okay, what which is, the hell is this that? This is like a strongman, you know, kind of okay. sports network. Like lift a tire. It's, it's like that, but it's a, it's a tree trunk, basically. Huh. You lift it up vertically, and then you walk it towards the line, and then you try to throw it complete 180 so it will fall. You want the end that you're holding to be the end that's pointing away from you in a straight line with Whoa. you. And they measure your success based on the angle of where it lands, how straight it is, kind of the closer oh. you get to achieving a straight, you know, flip it, complete 180. Oh, holy shit. Against you. Yeah, and it's, it's really hard because... Yeah, you got to be fucking beefy. Yeah, I don't know what the exact weight is, but this is if you ever see a you know spike show where someone's pulling a truck or yeah, like they're, yeah, they yeah. might throw a caber toss in their strongman contest. Let me just say, I love seeing a man pull a big rig with his teeth. <laughs> That's some shit right there. It's fun. They did that in uh, in Ari season, right? Weren't the girls pulling trucks or oh, trying yeah. to pull? Yeah, I think that was the case. Yeah. Um, my next favorite is a man who. Uh, lays down in between two ramps the ramps facing each other mm-hmm. and then lets the uh big rig run over him over the ramps how does that even work though huh, i've seen it and the man survived have he you was ever a little se- winded okay have you ever seen it go wrong um no but i bet it does go wrong a lot all right that's um that was back in the heyday of like reality television when they were like, "Let's do crazy shit on TV," mm-hmm. you know. But like that's after after Jackass, okay. You know when they're getting sanctioned world record people who are like, "I've had the most cars run me over," yeah. You know, over my abdomen. It's great. The guy broke a couple ribs, but he survived and and sure as shit did it. Anyway, that's fun. Um, yeah, so they put on kilts and uh, remove their pants. Yes, their drawers. And uh, there's a lot of penis, I assume. Oh, a ton. Which uh, you know, Hannah's making some interesting choices with these group dates. <laughs> you know, she seems to want to afford a certain level of, uh, you know, taking them out of their comfort zone or putting them into a very specific zone of masculine competition. Yeah, like with the rugby and with this. Mm-hmm. But this one also gave her the excuse to look up their skirts the whole time. Mm-hmm. And again, going off of my extra horny drunk bachelorette theory, where you know she's clearly test driving the guys this episode. She makes out with a ton of them at the group a date after party. Yeah. And she's checking out their bits while they're in the kilts. You gotta wonder how much of this she had planned you know, to mm-hmm. get a real sense. I really do wonder the uh, level of freedom. Like how involved she is in... Yeah. They're like, we got three options you choose. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she is extra drunk, corny Hannah, this episode. Jed ends up winning the Highlander games because he uh, ran with the milk jugs and then disgustingly poured milk over his oh, head. Oh, man, I'd just be worried about getting an eye infection. <laughs> that was so cringy for me. So gross. Yeah, she seemed to like it, though. Probably some sort of stickiness involved there. Oh, yeah. Some smell. Ugh. And if it's for bucket racing, I doubt it's fresh out of a fridge. Like, Yeah. Who oh, knows God. where it comes from? Also, I was, uh, I was just upset watching that. 
that they were messing their kilts up so much. Like, is is the measure of the race to just run as fast as you can and splash milk all over the damn place? No, you weren't supposed to splash the milk. Because I didn't see one dude who was trying. Like, if that was if it was me, I would have done the like. Let's measure my movements very carefully. I'll go as fast as I can, but only if I'm not spilling. It's like milk. the egg race. Yeah, if you break the egg, you lose. Yeah. So if you dump half your milk. You lose. It's there, not the fastest one. There should have been another metric to there one hundred percent should have been to winning that race. I think we're uh, asking a little too much of our ABC Overlord mm-hmm. producers. But it's like when Lincoln, you know, jumped out of the ice bucket before the timer went up. It's like it's not winning if you cheat. True. True. It's, it's on camera. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it and go. You cheating motherfucker! Mm-hmm. I swear to God. So. Jed ends up letting Hannah pin him, mm-hmm. and so naturally he's going to win the Highlander games. They then go to the group date, and straight up it was the most refreshing group date night um, I I probably had seen all season, and it's because yeah. Luke B. wasn't there. Alarmingly uh, civil and, and fun. enjoyable. And everyone was <laughs> laughing, you know. Uh, Kevin walks in on Jed and Hannah, mm-hmm. you know, sucking face. Yeah. At the top of the stairs, and everyone has a laugh about it. Like, this is great. Everyone's having a gas, you know? Yeah, that gets to be a funny moment. Yeah, instead of a shark eyes. Okay, so Jed was the first one to get, like, a hard make out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I have stopped listening to other Bachelor podcasts. because I, I don't want to be... Uh, Jaded? Colored? No, not, not jaded. I don't want to, like, say shit that they said. I don't want to plagiarize anyone else's material. Yes. But my wife listened to one where a parent... Also, I don't want to spoil stuff for myself. Okay. Because I don't, I don't want to, like, look out in the world for it. But apparently, uh, Jed, allegedly, is a stripper. What? Who works at one of those Thunder Down Under type <gasps> shows, which would explain his having, you know, he looks like he works out more so than some of the other guys and it would totally track and that you know the music is like what you want to do but he's not necessarily professionally doing it which is fine a lot of musicians actors entertainers have full-time jobs and then that's the side gig he claims musician obviously because you're not going to say i'm a stripper no one would take you seriously yeah Yeah. but uh i could see it like you know magic mike kind of way no totally that explains the huge head (laughs) (laughs) whenever i think of those guys i think they got huge heads hmm yeah. That boy has a massive forehead. He does. Um, you know, in 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 a scenario like Thunder from Down Under, it uh wouldn't matter. Mhm. Oh, he must be packing then because they're not looking at your head. Yeah. Yeah, one could one could assume. He's a definite shower then, huh? Yeah, maybe that's why he got first makeouts at the uh at the after party cuz some kilt uh Oh my yeah, god. Maybe revealed. Maybe that's what Hannah's doing. She's just literally trying to measure dicks and starting from like, okay, yeah. I like these. These are she got a board. These, are, these are appropriate. Yeah. Do you have the footage? Mm-hmm. Footage for what, Hannah? Of the kilt wrestling. Yeah. I need stills. I need to go back and watch it before showing up to the uh, <laughs> cocktail party, you know. Um so then after Jed and hers make out, <laughs> right. you get uh Peter awkwardly placing her on the pool table which is a great move great move so if you get it right let me just say so uh i watched the lakers okay they're they're, i'm from la it's my favorite basketball team Mm -hmm. and uh the color commentator is Stu lance and Stu lance has some of the best uh 
uh, like one-liners, you know, um, and one of them is someone's dribbling down, you know, really fast, and they'll do try and do like a 360 dunk, but completely miss the dunk, and the ball bounces out, mm-hmm. and Stu calls that a million-dollar move with a penny finish. <laughs> and that's exactly what Peter did nice. right there. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I, that was a million-dollar move with a penny finish. It's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't stick the landing <laughs> with it. But, but yeah, I mean, shit. It's not a... You, you think it's weird, but uh, I've never made it on a pool table. I would certainly... Oh, yeah, me I either. I would certainly enjoy it. It's just they're in public places, you know. Opportunity doesn't come up. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And most pool halls are pretty seedy, and you're going to have a Joe Rogan in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why a Joe Rogan? Because he loves pool. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's why. I thought you just meant, like, you know, some old guy that you'd feel uncomfortable if he was staring at you while you were making, making out, out with at your a girl. pool hall. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just because uh, I imagine him in, like, the early 90s, like, young Joe Rogan hustling mm-hmm. pool. Sure, I can see that. You know, in some seedy, dark place. He always talks about pool halls as, like, the uh, the street people's uh, get-together. Hmm. Where, like, you know, some people don't have homes. Mm-hmm. And you just come and hang out at the pool hall all day and try and hustle pool. Oh. Things like that. And you get other people that show up. So he called it, like, street culture haven or whatever. So it was a pretty... I forget which episode he was talking about this on. But it's it's been... I've been thinking a lot about it. So that's probably why. All right. But uh, she gets into it with Peter. Her and Peter get a little hot and heavy as well. Definitely. And uh, could not have been more apparent than it was with Tyler. Mm-hmm. When he shows up in the mm-hmm. kilt and she's just instantly like, hey, get up, get over here on get this on bed. Get on the bed. I'm going to make, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, way to take charge. So I, I've been uh, requested to relay a line from Brittany. Mm-hmm. She said I was allowed to say it on the podcast, but I had to credit her. Okay. And this better be good. <laughs> she says, uh, Tyler is the douchebag we all fell in love with in college. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I fell in love with so many douchebags in college. So it totally, I totally relate to that comment. Yeah. With my 10 year career of community college and audio school. <laughs> so many douchebags. Just kidding. I don't relate to that comment at all, but I. I relate it. You know what's funny is he gives off that vibe, but he's one of my favorites. And he's totally. one of the viewers' favorites from what I'm, totally. what I'm seeing out there in message boards. Like yeah. People fucking love Tyler C. They're... He's so fratty and douchey, but mm-hmm. I don't think he means any ill will. Yeah, there's no malice or manipulation yeah. to it. That's just how he is. He's like chill and half, like, you know, he's stunned all the time. He's the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe he gets. I fucking love him. He's my mm. favorite. Yeah. Um,. So, what do you think his chances of uh, winning this thing are? He's not going to win because mm-hmm. his name doesn't start with J E D. I maintain Jed is still going to win, and I think I think that um, I think that Peter. Ha- I don't know. It's really hard. I, it, it between Peter and Tyler, those are the toss up mm. for the final two with Jed. Yeah. You know, Mike, I think, is for sure making it to hometowns. Again, I think my hometowns is Tyler, Peter, Jed, and Mike. All right. That's a good batch. Yeah. And so, 
Anyway, so we get a Horny Hannah suck face fest. Mm-hmm. And who gets the group date rose? Jed, right? Yeah, I thought he got it. For yeah. Him. Okay. Again, point. Oh, and Tyler and Peter were so not peeved, but like sad after she gave the rose to uh, to Jed. Mm-hmm. It was pretty apparent. You could oh. see their faces. Tyler was just mouth agape, looking at her with sad eyes, and That's Peter was a little shocked. That's right, because Tyler just recently made a ton of headway. Yeah. And he's probably developing an attachment and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting getting that first taste of, oh, watching your the girl you're into kissing another guy. Yeah. But the civility of it is commendable. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. Just no, I don't know. These guys, like, can handle their insecurity. So far. Yes. So far. Yeah. Until <laughs> well, something fucking yeah. happens. We'll see what happens. And then finally... We get the Luke P. fucking gorgeous, gorgeous mm-hmm. Scottish Highland hillside mm-hmm. picnic date overlooking the coast. Yeah. No food in the picnic basket, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Such a wasted date. And, uh, yeah, we, we essentially see Hannah unknowingly diagnosing his, uh, you know, being a psychopath. Dude, no, straight up. A sociopath is someone who doesn't have empathy, mm-hmm. who lacks feeling. Who can't make connections with people or have emotions. How is she not... I mean, I know she's starting to realize it, but what the fuck, dude? Yeah. If that was me, I'd be like, you gotta go, dude. You're done. And that's, uh, you know, going back to the horny Hannah thing, I, I really think that sexual chemistry is like a huge, mm-hmm. is a huge selling point for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, never mind that Luke got in there real early with the love bombing and everything. It's, it's sad, you know, like seeing someone who's only clinging to a physical attraction when there's so many red flags that are clearly upsetting her. Like, yes. for the last three episodes. Yes. That boy is a charybdis of um, unhealthy... Uh, red flags, you know, f- turning it back around on her and blaming oh, yeah. her for some things. He's grimy, dude. Oh my God. He's a gross dude. And then would go in and, like, push her hair back after we'd say those things to re um, recreate the attraction level mm-hmm. and the attention. The boy is playing the, the game. I forget the author. And yeah. it, it's disgusting. He's got one line, and he just keeps going back to it. It's, it. It is just disgusting, and he is manipulative and gross. And furthermore, to the dudes, you can tell he's trying to play cool and whatever, because he says, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, after this date, maybe I'll know for sure if I want to be with her. Yeah. Whereas when he's with her, he's all about lovey-dovey. And so what the fuck is it, you fake fucking piece of shit? Yeah, and this is something I wanted to get into. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for the listener, I, I might come across as mean. We might come across as a little mean. What? But, one, these people put themselves on TV, so you're kind of opening yourself up to that. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Continue, sorry. And No, and secondly, he is a piece of shit. The man's garbage. I heard people saying, like, I thought it was mean how the other guys were teaming up on him, but... That's the kind of guy who deserves that. No, for real. That's the thing is like actions and consequences. Like if people don't, if people don't 
convey to Luke that this behavior is unacceptable. He will never learn. He'll never, and he's like, what, 24? Yeah. Every fucking person in his life is responsible for not noticing this behavior and calling him out yeah. on it or yeah. getting him help. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, he's the one who's sick. But, yeah, he's also a manipulative asshole piece of shit. Like, I don't think he's just too dumb to realize what he's doing. I think not he's got a very calculated game yes. of manipulating people and that he doesn't have empathy and he doesn't really give a shit about anyone but himself. And that's why he thrives so well when he can bullshit an individual like mm-hmm. Hannah, a woman who mm-hmm. unfortunately doesn't have the, like, mental capacity to get a step ahead of his bullshit. Correct. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's it's... Great rant, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, just the end of that is, like, no, I don't feel bad for talking shit about someone like Luke P. People should have been giving him shit his whole life, and maybe he wouldn't be such a piece of shit now. Mm-hmm. So let's start treating him like shit now in hopes so he that he will learn. recognize that he is a piece of shit and want to change and break that cycle. Um, uh, n- Never mind. <laughs> no, sorry. No, sorry, no, 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 it's not you. Um, uh, yeah, he needs to know how much of a scumbag he is. And then you can see that, well, everyone likes me. It's like, okay, no, they don't. Did you not see earlier? So you, A, are delusional. Yeah. B, um, you're a gross man. And C, uh... I think it's healthy to have some people not like you, mm-hmm. you know, because then you're like a real person. Right. Because you stick by your guns and you have personality and, you know, some sort of respectability and, you know, maybe morals or a code that you live by. Yeah. You know, that not everyone will get. But he comes off as someone who everyone loves, but, you know, doesn't have any fucking friends. Yeah. I don't think he has any friends, and I I don't want to ruin the show for me, so I haven't like <laughs> looked him up on Instagram. Yeah, but when when this show's over, I'm gonna do a deep dive into his social media and see who the fuck he hangs out with. Mm-hmm. Tyler C. By the way, I did happen to look him up. First of all, that man is gorgeous. <laughs> Second of all, he's a model. Oh yeah. Um, on top of being like an NBA professional and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I mean, if he asked me to marry him, I'd, yeah, well, I mean, I guess I can't, yeah. you know. Give it a try. Good for him. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on the toilet like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Good Lord, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think at the risk of uh, just shit-talking Luke, you know, he's 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 a psychopath. God, yeah. God willing, he will not make it. I think the he's next going. episode. I think he's going after this next episode. She thankfully didn't give him the date rose, which mm-hmm. usually means goodbye. Yeah. You have to go home. And they did they did make an effort to show him packing his bag beforehand, hmm. which is something they didn't show for most other people. And so I think they're they're dragging us along here. Um and I think he's going to go home after this one. He's going to show up after praying and they're going to be like you got to go home, dude. This is not going to go well. He's going to probably maybe show up on Jed and yell at him because I think we see on the this season on him yelling at Jed. Yes. And that must, I, I hope to God that's this season. I mean, this next episode and he goes home. Same. Yeah, I, I really, I don't know what's going to happen because the next episode 
preview sort of implies that Hannah's going to walk away from it and you know break the game like Colton did or like Ari did at the end of his season where we're stepping outside of the process yeah. that we're all expecting. Yeah. So my fear is that they're going to drag that out and you know torture Hannah some more before getting rid of Luke. But it would be great to see her take a breather, get back in the game, have Luke go do his creepy menacing prayer thing, mm-hmm. come back, get told to fuck off. And then we can just move on with the show. Do you remember the movie The Omen? Mm-hmm. Did, that's what it like reminds me of. Yeah, like a little Damien kid, but yeah. like he's 24 now or something. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I, I want to, as a, Please. you know, I, I took the oath as a doctor of brainology, so oh. I'd be remiss not to observe. We know that the producers, you know. Oh, I'm glad you do, brought They this do up. the puppet string things. And it was cool at first when we got rid of Scott. We were empowering Hannah. We were giving her opportunities to call guys out on their shit. Yeah, yeah. But I am seriously questioning whether or not this is completely like irresponsible, if not borderline dangerous, to let, you know, to cast a psychopath on the show yeah. and say, let's they pull pro- the strings to make this good television. It's cruel to Hannah. It comes off. Uh dangerous so i'm glad you brought this up because remember on that date where her and luke p are on the hillside Mm -hmm. she goes over to the producers and they're like you need to go talk some sense into him and they're like you go talk to him hannah Mm -hmm. and it's like oh oh god you shady people and then they're like yeah no you're right yes you're right you should go tell him and i was like oh my god these shady producers do Mm -hmm. turning this around yeah, because they, they have to know. Oh. She's sitting here d- defining psychopath to them. They're like, it's like he's a robot. There's nothing behind his eyes. He doesn't seem to be able to have emotions. Yeah. And I love how like he changed a little bit where like Luke would just raise his eyebrows a bit. Showing emotion? Yeah, yeah. and I was like, he's probably thinking, like, is this what emotion looks Show. like? Like struggling so hard to lift his eyebrows. Move eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but so like with, with Demi, it was fun. Sure. Because yes. she was a little crazy, but she wore it on her sleeve. Yes. She wasn't manipulative. She would just say, like, I don't give a fuck about those other girls. Like, yes. I'm here for me. Different. But, like, yeah. Luke, so different. It's a different kind of crazy. Yeah. honest crazy. Luke V comes off as dangerous because he's so huge. He's, like, a fucking short man, though. Oh, is he? He's so height? short next to the other. No, just, yeah. they don't, like, film him next to the other guys much. But oh, my he God. is way shorter than the rest of them. Oh, my God. That's fucking awesome. Which, you know, lends itself more to whatever his fucking complex is. I had no idea. Is. Except Napoleon. But, no, he's, like, yeah, he's really big. Like, he's the kind of person that you would just be afraid of. And that would probably help him get his way. Mm-hmm. And apparently that tactic is, you know, devolved into what is clearly, like, aggressive psychotic behaviors yeah. and like he's got problems that's his whole game you know like if you yeah. had shit to say and you were likable you wouldn't need to be that way i doubt he's ever had a meaningful relationship in his life that's what i wonder too yeah and hannah couldn't pull it out of him yeah he didn't even answer the spaghetti mac and cheese question let which alone which really pisses you, me off do you get along with your family like tell me anything about your life he's like well i just want to have i want you to have clarity you know i want you to know that i'm 100 percent. i'm here for you like, and it's like dude answer the goddamn and, question yeah, you fucking want yeah just a broken record i was going pretty crazy when i was texting Brittany back and forth just mm-hmm. like dude this guy's fucking a want like anyway <laughs> without shitting on him more yeah i have one final question for you please spaghetti or mac and cheese See, this is a tough one. Okay, do you want me to? Do you, you want me to? I want you to go first. Okay, I'll go first. So, uh, this is a loaded question. 
because there were so many different levels to both spaghetti and mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, I think the question's only fair if you're like Kraft and, you know, store-bought marinara and spaghetti noodles. Yeah, on the because, most basic level. Because if I'm picking those two, Kraft macaroni and cheese every time of the day. Mm. Every yeah. day of the week. Time of the day works, too, I guess. Yeah, breakfast, um, lunch, and dinner. Sure. <laughs> if you're out of ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, um, but... If I if you're choosing if you're giving me the option of spaghetti, man, I have so many options of sauces sure. and preparations and homemade noodles and mm-hmm. you know some creamy and cheesy that can kind of get you yes that like mac the mac and, and cheese, cheese feel or some that are uh, you know alcoca the uh, basil tomato olive oil mm-hmm. you know pesto, a little garlic pesto pesto yeah spaghetti's the choice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I won't say no to a, like, you know, I don't want to say craft as in, like, craft beer, but craft macaroni and cheese, like a an artisanal, you know, something that was made mm-hmm. in a cast iron and baked, and it's got, like, three cheeses, you know, and it's rich and heavy and gooey mm-hmm. and crunchy. Now, that's a macaroni and cheese, but the options of spaghetti are too great yeah. to choose just macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese has made a lot of strides in the last decade, though. I know. People decided, like, hey, we can make this gourmet. It doesn't have to just be for, you know, this is a true, lazy person. But it's only macaroni and cheese. Spaghetti, you get spaghetti and marinara, spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti and pesto, spaghetti and olive oil and garlic. Well, you don't think you can put uh, some, some burnt breadcrumbs on your mac and cheese? Maybe throw some bacon in there? You can. You can, for sure. But... Your 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 specific ingredients of macaroni and cheese limit you True. to a singular flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Okay. The spaghetti has more options, and I'm a man who likes options. Sure. Especially when it comes to food, I you know you put all. So the... you'd have to narrow it down to one type of spaghetti. Correct. Yeah. To give it's a loaded question. Some... Okay. Fair enough. My money on Hannah B is mac and cheese. But it's totally. All right, and you're going with spaghetti. Yeah. Right. Well, not into noodles. That's right. And uh, lactose intolerant. Nor do I handle the acids in uh, marinara sauce well. Yeah. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is, and that's all, man. I'll just go hungry, I guess. No mac and cheese. Okay. We're a mac and cheese family. That's fair. I appreciate that. In the cast iron with three types of cheeses. Which is great. Which is yeah. which is the way. Which is the fucking way of macaroni and cheese. Um, all right. Well, are you good? Do you have more? Uh, no, I think that's it. Just, uh, yeah, let's, let's get Luke out of the game so we can discover some new rivalries and problems. That is correct. Yeah. Well, this has been, I love that. I love that. A bachelor podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We're way, I'm Zach. He's Wade. That's We're doctors of brainology. Totally doctors. And uh, you can send us an email at ilovethatbachelor.com and at gmail.com and we will be 